Long past the hour for quitting labour, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognised nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular Masons, irregular Masons, co-Masons, Canadian Masons, or Internet wannabe Masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favor and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this after-lodge banter. <laughs> Tony fixing up his hair. For an audio podcast. Welcome yeah, to episode podcast. 276 of the After Lodge podcast. This is After Lodge Harlan joining you a little bit late because uh, one of our number, growing more weary than the rest, decided to rest and refresh himself. Uh, and I just realized that line's going to be so different from place to place that the joke's only going to work here. Uh, uh, Joining me by worshipless producer Bruce. Howdy, howdy. And, uh, well, John John left us to go do some Masonic thing. Who does Secret that? stuff. So instead, we got though. Chuck. Greetings and salutations, exalted listeners. Oh, God. Oh, it's going to be a long night. And the Canadian is back. Hello, everybody. Would you prefer profanity, Harlan? No, no, I would not. Um, and our special surprise for the evening is uh, somebody installed a nanny camera in a <laughs> hotel room like. in Nowheresville, <laughs> Southeast USA, where we see the unmistakable mug of our own Reverend Angry Chaplain, Reverend Tony, who is reading the mail. Tony, <laughs> welcome. Is this we missed you, buddy. It's good to yeah. see you. Okay. We I don't you. know any. I've been away from Lodge for a year. I don't know any of you people. I know Harlan and I know Bruce. Who's the really, really white-looking guy in the top middle? <laughs> is that Jimmy? Well, I think it depends on your screen. Jimmy, Jerry. Jamie. Jamie. Jane, oh, that's a transgender name. Yes. It's like a bi name. It can go with you. Would you like to see my man boobs? Okay. And who's the guy down here? He looks kind of dark. It's like a negative of Jamie. But This is Chuck with the crappy laptop camera. Oh, I know Chuck. Hey, Chuck. How you doing? Hey. Great. Yes, I am broadcasting you from my room, which has an air conditioner, I'm, as opposed to my office, which has yet to get an air conditioner. Well, the reason I'm on, this is what happens when there's a link and you try to delete the link. You hit that little garbage can, but I got big old fat fingers and I can't see good. And you end up hitting the link and then you got no good way of backing yeah. out. Uh, oh, Well, you God, put the garbage can, Arlen, so that brought you here. Harlan yeah. found a way to hide the X from Tony so he can't close the window. So it's just sitting there open. Uh, you know, there's no close button on Apple devices. So, ah, well, now that we got you, Tony, where have, uh, where have you been? Do you really want to know? I mean, unless it's Iowa, in which case we're, eh, who cares this about is, Iowa? Usually anytime somebody asks that question, the answer is yeah. The, like, uh, more yes because you asked that question. 
How are the little the little pups? This, this what happens is people that don't know each other very well or they're not very close. They either say, "How have you been?" Okay, that's because you got nothing else to ask. Or uh, so, what's the weather been like up there? That's that's like the opening to any Jamie. Every time I've there? ever tried to have a conversation with Tony, it's pretty much started with your conversation sucks. Don't talk ever. No, I mean, do you really want? Do you really? No, want I don't. But I'm bad at conversation, Tony. We want to know where you've been. Because we figure there's some fun story there because nobody's seen the chaplain or any of his alternative personalities for a very long time. Or for a better question, where haven't you been? Here's the question. Canada. Here's the God's honest truth. Nobody can get into Canada, Jamie. That's right. Here's the God's honest truth. It's not funny. It's not. It's very heartfelt. Um, Most people that know me know me as a troll. I like to troll people. Uh, I'm kind. Of, I'm a. I'm a happy, sarcastic person. Most people that are sarcastic are are mean. I try to be happy. That's you, Chuck. I try to be happy, sarcastic. You know. Well, I started my Masonic career a long time ago, and uh, I went through the chairs um, and uh, really thought I was something. You know, I, I went all the way around. I finally made it my way to master. And, uh, and things were good. You know, everybody called me worshipful master. Everybody was, hey, how are you? When I went to the Grand Lodge Committee as a senior warden, you would be surprised at how many people were nice to me. I mean, just wanted to come up and talk to me and all that. And then you get out of the chairs. Then what do you do? And this is a serious question. Some guys go on with their Masonic career and they you know, become district deputy or they join the Grand Lodge or they travel a lot. I work all the time. I travel on my work, so it's hard to do. And so what ends up happening is little by little, when you thought you were somebody, you become less and less important as time goes by. And all the people that were helping you and, and doing things as you go along, they, they die because the average age of masonry is 80-something years old. And so your mentors are gone so you kind of feel like you become a mentor and then COVID happens and you don't see anybody for a year. Um, and then you come back to lodge and it's all the same, but it's different. I, I don't know how to explain it. Um, you're no longer, important. you're the mentor now. You're not the other, mentee anymore. Other guys are sitting in the chairs. Other guys are running the trial, uh, the, the, the different trial um, stuff, you know, the fish fry and the, breakfast and other guys are you know they're keeping on keeping on without you and everything happened great without you there so then it starts making you ask yourself did they really need me am i really needed and i'm I'm being and i'm not i'm not fishing for bruce i'm not fishing for oh yeah yeah we need you i'm serious and i got to wondering how many other guys have been through the chairs went through this same process and how did they adapt to become you know one of the sideline guys so i want i would i would assume that's something everybody goes through if they stay in long yeah, enough well yeah, like you say everyone after after everybody stops being the master they disappear for a while they do i wanted so, that opportunity and my brethren won't let me have it so yeah i i just kind of became like in my commander i, I just kind of became one of the miscellaneous appointed uh support officers and 
my council I can't make because it meets the same at my lodge meets. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I'm high priest a second time in a row. And by the way, this is... I mean, ideally, like, that's what we want. I mean, we want... I, so, again, I'm going to be serious here, but uh, for once. I mean, we want our elder statesman's brethren to be able to sit on the sidelines and, if needed, give advice when we want it, because I can say that also... There's nothing worse than when you have a guy who's been doing something for 30, 40, 50 years and he either dies or quit or goes to the old folks' home. And then you sit there and you go, Well, now what? Because that guy's been there and now he's not. Like, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, we want them to come and attend. But, I mean, ideally, like, if you've gone through all the chairs and you're not going on to, like, be a purple people eater. Just being on the sidelines and being there when the younger guys screw up and need you, I think is something as opposed to doing all the work is something that we need more of. You got to, uh, you got to embody a bit of Moses and, and go up on the hillside and, and watch your, watch your descendants cross the river because that's, that's what it was all for. What's that? That old uh, cliche we tell all the the new master masons about the guy that spent his whole life building a bridge, and everyone knew he was going to die before he ever got to use it, and then he, you know, quipped that I'm, well, I'm, I'm not building this for me. I'm building it for the next young guy that comes along, so he doesn't have to spend his whole life building this damn bridge. Um, well, that, that sort of thing. That you want to see your lodge go on without you. Well, this isn't about me. This is, I'm asking for a friend. Okay, so it's, it's not about me, um, but it's Roger. almost <laughs> it's almost like uh, watching your kids grow up. You know, at one point they really need you, and you're there to help guide, and and then at some point they become adults, and you feel like you're no longer needed. You know that you have to take a back seat and let other people get the glory, uh, which is fine. But at the same time, I notice that different places of the lodge. Uh, on almost any lodge you go to, it's either named after somebody or there's a lodge room named after somebody. And it makes me wonder how many people, how many men have passed through those doors. Um, there's one in particular at our lodge that hasn't been to lodge for years now, but he was, he was the, the janitor guy. He wasn't the flashy guy. He wasn't the guy that, you know, was up in the front getting all the attention but in uh, Harlan and Bruce will know exactly what I'm scenes. talking about. And then after he's gone, this guy was it. I mean, he could tell from his home if you changed the thermostat. You know exactly right. who I'm talking about, yeah. Harlan. Uh, Good, because if you walked out the lodge without turning it down, your phone was ringing. Yes. I don't know how you did that. <laughs> okay, so now I look back and I'm thinking, you know, here was a here was a stalwart of the lodge. How many guys have walked through those doors in any lodge? And we've just totally forgot those guys. How do you remember those guys? How 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 do they have a legacy? And I know, I, and I'm starting off very heavy. Well, I know I'm the angry chaplain, and I'm usually, but I, but seriously, I've been kind of warning in this. And so, I mean, I have guys. We have a guy at my lodge at the end of this month who's going to be getting his 65 year pin. Mm-hmm. Um, we have past grand guys in my York right bodies that. We're like 70 year members like the best we could do was these last couple years is we got 
some of their stories, their anecdotes from them to just put in the in the the records of our of, of the you know our our bodies. I mean, we're I mean we're all two hundred plus years old up here in New England. So you know we have a lot of the history, but you know, you find out like with some of these guys are gone, like it you don't get you know, I I've been encouraging some of these older guys to tell us younger guys these stories because some of them are really funny. Mm-hmm. And some of the things that they found uh that were aggravating and annoying fifty years ago are still aggravating and annoying today. Mm-hmm. So well, we have we have some large history. Our lodge is a fairly young lodge, but it started because some people that worked at a local factory all worked a certain shift, and they were only off on a certain day, and they couldn't attend their regular lodge, and so they got together and chartered our lodge basically. And there's a lot of guys at our lodge today that wouldn't have a clue about how where did we get to be. To, I'm thinking every lodge needs a lodge historian. Something we, to, have a good, we have a good historian for the province yeah, we, here. Mine, mine has. I mean, so my lodge was a merged lodge of four lodges, and we've been when we got geared up for our two twenty fifth a couple of years ago. We went through the basement and we found we found a giant portrait of the first master of the oldest lodge, and we found records down there that we we found the original secretary's book from when the lodge was chartered. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's we, we found all this stuff down there, and, and none of us knew. So, um, if you've got guys who are into that stuff, I mean, my lodge has guys who are really into that. Hey, We're Chuck, pulling Chuck, it out, and putting it up. Chuck, I don't know if you're riding in the side of a semi or something, but for some reason, your camera, you're you're making me like, yeah, sick. You're, yeah, you're making it worse. You're making it worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, to be fair, Tony, that's just my face. Uh, no, you're, you're, it kept bouncing up and down. And, <laughs> so, Bruce, you had your hand up a while ago. What were you going to say? No, I was pointing to myself when you said the thing about the master disappearing for a few years. Oh. Mm. You know, let me ask you a question. Afterwards. Is that a bad thing? I mean, I think it's natural. I think anybody if, if who's been there, given their all to their lodge for 10 or more years that... I think it's a natural burnout and you have to right like it's a it's a cycle you get tired of how much time you spend at lodge so you spend a little time away from lodge some guys never come back to that cycle they just kind of go off and yeah, go in some random direction a lot of guys at least near me really get involved in the so, York Rider, Scottish Rider, the shrine well this has been just occupying my thoughts of late and that's why I wanted to bring it up and I'm sorry for anybody that tuned in thinking they were going to tune in to the normal banter, lightheartedness. But this is after lots of conversation. It's a valid question. I don't don't think there's any really good answer other than human apathy that hits everybody. And everybody's different, right? So the few masters that don't disappear once they're done are are the guys that just never felt that obligation to the the lodge. You know what I mean? Like the obligation they had to the lodge didn't make them feel like they were overburdened. So they continued on. I I disagree. I really? I felt that way, and I well, Harlan was in the unfortunate too, position you had to. of wedging himself into lifetime secretary, and he's he's just kind of there. I mean i I've, I've been doing this almost seventeen years, and i've I've been ahead of York Wright bodies, but I've never been a master of the lodge. 
that's next year. And, and I'm very much looking forward to being able to attend Lodge and just show up, eat, right. BS with the guys, and sit on the Don't side, sit, sit in the north, sit in the north as a, as a as a as a man of darkness, and just be there on the but, sideline and just sit there and smile with them. But and how often do you? Rump. How often do you actually get to do that? Like every time Tony has popped back into Lodge since the pandemic thing. Which I mean, that's that's part of the problem the too. Is we don't have enough people to do everything, so that when a past master comes back, they immediately get roped into, "Hey, we need somebody for this. Hey, we need somebody for yep. that." Yeah, we. My I'm like, okay, but I've been doing that for ten guys, years. So. Can I have but a couple not, years without that? And you can't, so you just don't go. But that's not a bad thing. I, I think it's good to involve as many people as you can into <laughs> myself. I mean, that's fine after you've had a few years off, but your year after Master, if you're immediately getting pulled into doing everything again, you're going to burn out even harder than if you had taken a year or two off. Okay. Uh, I wish John was here for this conversation because he's been Master of One Lodge like four times now. I'm sure he would have plenty to say. Well, I didn't mean to hijack the conversation. I haven't been here for a while, and um, I I didn't mean to hijack the conversation. That was just something that I'd been... Like I said, I've been occupying my thoughts of late. Somebody put out the IRA signal. is what we're here for. The IRA. John will show up. <laughs> the IRA bad signal. The British are coming. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a Molotov cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The British aren't even breathing hard yet, Harlan. Well, no, yeah. I mean, we're, we're talking about the Irish. That's uh, That would have been funnier if John was here, too. <sighs> oh. <laughs> Darn it. He'll, he'll, he'll get here eventually. Um, well, tell us about Canadian masonry. What is the... Yeah, you don't know a whole lot. So we use, um, in my lodge anyway, we're using Preston. We're using the web. Um, so pretty close to you guys, apparently. Um, you look to the east or... No, Preston, the Preston web ritual is, is our work. That's, is that's, what, that's what we do here, Tony. We just name it for a different guy. Who codified okay, it into the, our book? But it's it's the Preston Web ritual. That was Robert in Western Pennsylvania, the super Western Pennsylvania, as opposed to the actual Western Robert, Pennsylvania, extra Western. Please, Robert Preston. He was the uh, the singer in the uh, Music Man, right? I have no idea. Okay, Music Man. If you haven't seen that show, it's a really good show. It's an okay. older show. I have not, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't bullshit. I don't know. <laughs> if I don't know, I'll tell you. I don't know. <laughs> I don't bullshit that. Would you believe when I was in fifth grade, I was roped into the neighboring high school's production of Music Man. I played, uh, I played one of the town kids and I was yeah. best friends with Winthrop, the town kid who's like an actual cast member of the show as, as opposed to just. So he was like, hey, you want to be in this play? And I'm like, of course, it's daunting because I'm like 10 and it's a high school play. But like, maybe okay. it's just an American thing. Maybe I don't have the music man in. in uh, we probably have it, but it's not I mean, a curriculum that's a, that's in school a, for sure. Classic musical, I guess. It's about yeah, a I mean, it'd be, it'd be, it'd charlatan who comes into a town and he pretends like he's a music teacher, but he really doesn't know anything about music. He just wants yeah, to sell it. He ropes all of the adults in the town into giving him money so he can make a band out of these kids. And basically by the end of it, like the kids suck, but the parents don't care. 
because their kids are all in a uniform playing songs or whatever, so he's fine. But it's a really good show. It, but he's not like it's, it's he's definitely not, a classic. He's not like in it for the kiddies, if you know what I mean. No. No, no, no. He's, okay. he's just in it for That's the money and then, then, and then to get out of town. Right? Go, go figure the Canadian has to ask that. He's also problem. in it. He's also in it for uh, Miss Marion, the librarian. Well, yeah. Marion, the librarian. Uh, okay, made, so they made Marion. <laughs> and Jamie, when you did this like this, you reminded me of that bad guy in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Have you ever seen? <laughs> yes, I have seen Tony, that. Tony, you're man. aging yourself, man. Come on, that's. Two for two. Let's 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 change the subject. It's aging all of us. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. <sighs> aging all of us. Oh, I know how old I am. You guys are all. Topic for the show tonight, huh? So it's been a year since I've been on the show. What's new? Uh, Jamie's new. Is Jamie regular? Is Jamie I've been popping in there since like since like what? January, December last year. No, no. Well. Popped in it. I've been on a few shows since then. Okay. Have you received any checks, any royalty checks yet? No. Yeah. Canada Dry Tan. Canada Dry Tan has not sent me any money yet. Uh, we're we're struggling with some the issues, customs and tariffs, and it's a it's a whole thing. Apparently, the island he lives on has a long-standing tariff wall with the United States. So, yeah. Dude, uh, I am this close to closing a deal with Jamie Lindell. I think we've got a sponsor. The my pillow guy. Oh, oh my! Well, that okay. Fly. Yeah, the name sounds. Yeah, yeah. That's a great idea, because you know you can spokesperson for that. No problem. What could at all. go wrong? Yeah, nothing. Tony's a good Republican now, so. Uh, you know, please tell me that dude's name. Like any of us would know what what his name was. Yeah, I don't know, Jay. My pillow. These are the most comfortable. No, no, we we know who you're talking about. We just don't know his name. Because okay. he's the my pillow guy on right. national media. Nobody uses his name. But I, yeah, I've heard, but I've heard his name that rang a bell. I just couldn't. Yeah. Who was who was the original guy? The original hawkster. I can't. He died. Billy Mays. Billy Mays. Ron Pope. Billy Mays here. Basically, all he did was yell. Give us Sam Well, I mean, obviously he did time. a lot of coke. Do but that's why he died in his late thirties. Yeah, I have Billy. I, I know. Oh yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh yeah. But Infomercials wait. here. But wait, there's more. And I'm, and you guys know. Bob Ross, right? Oh yeah, yeah. The yeah. painter of yeah. lights. Happy little trees. Yeah. yeah, happy little trees. And, and, and tell anybody little about little these bush. trees. I'm gonna cut you. Bush. I used to love that when I was a kid. Imagine him. I was weird. In the hood. Can you imagine? Him? <laughs> Just walking in. Oh, here's a happy little trash can <laughs> filled with dirty needles. <laughs> hey man, Mr. Rogers. Oh, and a little man sleeping. Mind you, I know about dirty needles because they were blowing into mine and my neighbor's yards. <laughs> oh, well, how do we have an update on the crack house? Nothing has happened, guys. Nothing. Nothing has happened. I'm so f-ing happy in some ways and disappointed in others. Something's because... got to be happening. Like they were kicking the the dudes out or something. Well, it's empty and nobody's been back since. Like once they finally mm-hmm. got everybody out, and I saw I saw. The drug dealer guy come back one day. I seen him walking down the street after he's left the house, and I haven't seen him since. So they're either going in and out at night when I'm in bed, or they're not over there at all. Huh. So Maybe they're actually vampires. Well, they could be vampires, and I've never invited any of them into my home, so I'm safe. I don't worry about it. 
I'm just saying, if I was a vampire, I'd probably be a drug dealer. Like the hours overlap. It's, it's, it's yeah, very, it's, it's a it's really very good economical. Yeah. yeah, but your clients are already drained of blood. Yeah, but they're not. No, 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 that's the income. You don't. You don't mix business with pleasure. The, you sell the drugs. You suck the blood from somebody else. Who wants crack blood? You wouldn't. Yeah, really? you wouldn't want a that. Crack that's, that's low quality blood. Crack blood. Maybe. I don't but think vampires can get addicted to crack. Well, I don't know. Their if regenerative they can. abilities are too strong. Well, and their brain chemistry is so much different. Once once you're undead, you, you know, that's, it's a different story. Craig, does, so, uh, Craig just doesn't hit the same once you're so dead. Johnny, Johnny, what did you do during COVID? Song. Was it the same in Canada as it was? In, did y'all like shut stuff down? Did you have to wear a mask? What? Oh yeah, man, we're still on we're still on full masks here. Oh jeez, I got I got my mask. I got my first shot. I'm all good. I got my second shot coming up. But I, if we're in public, you know we're still wearing masks because we don't have enough vaccinated yet here. Hold on. A but second. but here's the thing, Tony. You have to understand too where I'm at. We had an average at any given time of less than 15 COVID cases in the population of 155,000 people because we are an isolated little island. Like we're. You're like Madagascar and Plague Inc. Yeah, like we have a we have, as I've already bragged to the other guys here, uh, we have the world's longest span bridge over frozen water. In the world, so we're, we're so the you only thing that comes here. Weird flex, Jamie. You sure it is a weird flex. To do with the fact that Canadians are kind of known for their cleanliness. I mean, you don't have trash laying around. You wash your hands. And, and your we're real, and we're relatively government compliant too, right? So when the government says to do something, we generally comply. Why? Generally. Generally, unless it seems like it's stupid. But, I mean, when you think about it, when you think about it, if masks did or did not do anything, right, in the long and the short of it, if they did or did not do anything, the fact of wearing a mask, if it might help somebody else and, and, and not transmit something to somebody, it's worth the inconvenience of wearing the mask. Regardless That's of whether American right there. That sounds like communism to me. <laughs> there we go, Tony. George Washington did not come down from Mount Moriah with a constitution carved in stone tablets for people Americans to wear masks. Exactly. Is that how that works? Exactly. Tony, is that right? Exactly. Yeah, okay. That's yeah. Show me one but place they, in the but, Bible but, where it But it doesn't tell you to wear seatbelts either. And do you wear seatbelts? Yeah, but that's only because I understand physics. I don't understand medicine. Local Wrong kind of doctor. <laughs> I can says the engineer. <laughs> I can see cars crashing into each other. You're, you're, you're like worried about some invisible thing that's going to come and get you. What well, is going to come and get you? The little Chinaman made it in their lab to kill you. Exactly. That's why I won't get rid of my gun. I, I, I keep so you can guns. shoot the virus. So you can shoot the virus. What about what about the frying pan? What about the frying pan? That worked too. <laughs> Just squish it on the wall. The virus. I, I shouldn't go here. Find the I'm virus like, and nuke it. You know what could go so, wrong? There's so many different. Tony works for North Korea. Tony writes hydroxychloroquine on all of his bullets. Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody don't want them. It worked well for North Korea. Their their infection rate's still zero. It spikes up to one every every now and again and goes back to zero real quick. So that's what they tell us. Yeah. That's because they shoot the person. 
<laughs> because well, they don't let people it. into or out of the country. As it should be. So. Hey. Yeah, I mean, it works for Canada. To be fair, I, 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 I don't do it as much as John, but John found the way to never get COVID. Like, if you, if you replace all your blood with liquor, <laughs> it lives in your body. It, it can't survive. It exactly. can't survive. Nothing can survive but you. Have y'all, have y'all ever wondered Even about that's that arguable. guy? Yeah, your liver won't for too long. I have to be careful here, but have you ever wondered about that guy that lives in the trailer in Mississippi or Alabama or wherever? Come on, Kevin. Kevin. The F5 tornado just came through. <laughs> it wiped out the whole neighborhood except for this one guy's domicile. And he's out there talking about how God has just blessed me. God is so good. If I was one of his neighbors, I would be pissed. <laughs> I would be like, Yo, <laughs> the guy whose house is destroyed. Yeah, yeah, he's mad. Yeah. I'm like, well, God didn't bless me. God didn't care. Come on. No, anyway, it's more, that's, that, was, that's more like the book of Job. He, the, the F5 trailer destroys all the nice houses, leaves a shitty trailer because that guy's already suffered enough. You know, yeah. he's, he's married to his sister. He's got half a tooth. <laughs> and he can't eat apples anymore. Yeah. After every tornado in the South, you know the new show producer is saying, okay, guys, okay, reporters, I need you to go find me the guy that's wearing his coveralls with one strap off, with one tooth. <laughs> anyway, they find that guy. So, Or the lady with a kid on her hip. And, and, and it just it just creates stereotypes. It does. But that's what they, that's news. Where did, uh, where did Jimmy go? I'm here. I'm just outside smoking some marijuana. Yeah, he's, a, he, uh. Call the feds! Yeah. Call the feds! Oh, oh wait. It's he legal. Okay, let me ask y'all a Mason question. I got oh, Mason wait. experts here. <laughs> stop Spencer. it. You Spencer. stop it right now. You're in Canada, right? I am, yes. I voted for Trudeau. Oh, wait. <laughs> How did you do that? Are you a dual citizen? No, you can't do that anymore. You did it through the mail, didn't you? Uh, I learned that from uh, I learned that from this show, I believe. Yeah, my mom was. She was one, but shortly after that, you couldn't. Hmm. I you believe it, it discovered there were too many material conflicts of interest between dual citizenship, so... So you can't be a dual citizen or you can't vote as a dual citizen? You can't vote as a dual citizen anymore. Oh, wait, you could still. I don't, I don't, th and you don't, you don't really have full status as a Canadian anymore. Like you, you can't, I don't. Well, then you're not, not a citizen. You're just yeah, a, exactly. so you're a permanent yeah. resident. So you're, you're a ration of maple syrup. Permanent resident and, uh, is more what it is. Yeah, you're not really a citizen. You're recognized permanent resident. Completely vacated to the government. No maple syrup, question. no most. One more question, Jerry. What Jamie. is the, huh? Yeah, I, I understand. What's the deal with Megan? Megan? Megan Merkel? Yeah, what's going on? Obviously. I have no idea. Why would her? I care about the royals? We 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 go through this is a tro you know, you've listened, you know. I don't give a f about the queen. You still got the queen. You've got the queen. She's still on her damn money and I hate that shit. Yeah, you makes you British. Wait, hold on. He's gonna go get Bart Megan Merkel. Yeah, I'm gonna bring her on the show. Her exclusive after Lodge podcast appearance. Obviously. Obviously.
I want to see if her well, kid looks like Jimmy. Podcast host Supreme Bruce is here, so. Which is she on this bill? Yeah, see, leash. look. She's on this one. She's on the 20. But she's not on mm-hmm. all of them. And look it's at my money. Yeah, let's, no, that's the queen. I'm giving yeah, shit. It's like Australian money. It's also clear. Clear. I can see through that money. That's fake. It's that made of plastic. plastic. It's plastic. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. That. that stuff's great. It, nah. You ball it up in your pocket. You put your hand in, and it turns into a spear. It goes through your hand. It can go that's through the washer. Cool. Why would they do it's that? It's great. You know, you well, because it lasts longer. Paper, right? Well, how many, how many of your coins, how many of your bills got turned into coins, if any? I mean, like two of them did, but they're still bills. So I guess technically Wait. none. Yeah, see, like, we discontinued like we, we, we all the ones. We have a $1 coin coins. now, but we also still have a $1 bill. How long ago did the $1 coin start, though? How many years? Uh, it's been on and off back around the time Tony was born. Twenty years, that's maybe. Long. Okay, so that's a long time. I mean, it's it's kind of an on and off thing. No, yeah, the, we, the problem is we made it these Americans need to figure out if we're gonna have a dollar coin. We also need a two dollar coin. So if you get four dollars change, you only have two coins in your pocket, not four. But we're also not on the metric system because we don't like to that's make right. things easy. The metric system. You have to turn to the metric system. I can be okay with the metric yeah. system. I can make that work outside of temperature. Bruce, when we go up to, to Jamie's place, uh, remember when the sign says the speed limit's 100, that is that is not what you think it is. That is 60 mile an hour, sir. Yeah. Lame. Well, You're really excited. No, I'm going 100. But it makes us feel like we're going faster. Shut I'm going to try and get out of it with the cop, but I'm going well, again, 100. that's because we rate our our cars with, our cars with horsepower, which like, are faster than the moose power that you American. have. Moose power. I, mean, I could go 100. Moose power. Well, how many How's he going to chase me down on a moose anyway, Jamie? How many oh, we have horses. We are the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. We're on horses, not moose. Moose okay, are too vicious. I can, guess what? I can outrun a horse, too. I have 310 horses in my car. He only has one. Uh, I only have 252 in mine. Bruce, they're not the Canadian. Worry about their air division. They ride Canadian geese, and those suckers are mean. Uh, That's absolute right. We have genetically modified horse. Canadian geese. We can chase That's you oh, down I'm by out. flight. I'm out. I didn't know there were geese. I'm out. I'm staying here. The absolute gayest police force in the world. What's their motto, Jamie? Sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> sorry, I have to arrest you. I'm sorry you're under arrest. I'm sorry you're under arrest. You do have a right to remain silent, but I suggest you don't. <laughs> Complain about my service all you want. Try and get me fired if you like. I'm so sorry. <laughs> And now I'll repeat that in French for you for the. Oh, f- the French! I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Well, that's right. You got a you got a bunch of guys in tight pants and pointy hats who always get their man and like to speak French to them. That's uh. <laughs> now I gotta go watch oh, uh, Super Troopers too again. I've seen that film. Got it. Not Super Troopers film. I mean, whatever they're in you doing. Sorry, hey. Now I gotta show you why we're the mounted police. Behold my baton. That's going to be awkward, eh? Hey, Chuck. Yeah. Did I hear you say you were in New England? Yes. Can I ask you to narrow that down? What part of New England? Connecticut. Okay, Connecticut. Okay. I can walk, but I can walk to Massachusetts from my house. I mean, I'm not going to because I'm fat and out of shape, but I could in theory. There was, 
Sarah Palin said that, wasn't it? I can see Russia from my house. So that's kind of what you sounded like. Well, it's basically the same thing in his case. <laughs> Except I can't see Massachusetts because there's trees. Speaking of uh, silly sounding people, John, have you seen Dairy Girls? Seen what? It's called Dairy Girls. It's a show on Netflix. Write it down and then go watch it later. No, I haven't. I I, I want to see it. I Is this on Netflix it. or Pornhub? I mean, both. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Like, Mean Girls not very attractive. So I would assume not, but I don't know. people got fetishes, I guess. Because that's all like. Isn't the premise like a bunch of uh, Northern Irish that are living in London? Uh, I think that's where they are. Something along those lines. Yeah, that sounds right. They're in somewhere around there. But yes, it is Northern Irish. Girls, yeah. And it's hilarious. I can't understand half the slang they use in the show. There needs to be like an accompanying slang translator. Like but, Pikey uh, speak in uh, in um, right. monk in um, snatch snatch yeah right. like Pikey yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, we from your ass better with the subtitles to translate the English <laughs> the English to English, the English subtitles American, the greatest thing the, the the soundtrack for that movie like had three or four cuts where the song was basically just Brad Pitt doing some Pikey for ten seconds and then it just went to the next song. <laughs> it's a good soundtrack. So I had a story last week, and I think I'm gonna just jump into it because it's fun. It's anyway, it's interesting for me. Wait a second, I need more cocktail. Give me a minute. Okay, hold on. Okay, I I, I can't. Yeah, minus the tail. That's yeah, all right. We'll just sit here with dead air time until uh, Chuck gets. No, 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 we don't have dead air time. Just beep it out like everything else. Yeah, that's right. When you when you when you edit, you it, just cut this chunk out. Then the, the air tight, the dead air goes away. John, was your meeting good? You left like ten minutes earlier than we expected you to. Yeah, well, I mean, how I'm planning a Templar funeral, so I mean, good is relative. I mean, Ooh. it was productive. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm like working on the script for it right now. Is I'm because I have more monitors than eyeballs, so I might as well just. You know, I got enough beers where my eyes are. You know, John, like, I I hate to say it, but during your absence, we talked about probably the most relevant thing to you that we've ever talked about during the times that you've been gone. We talked about the (laughs) burned out master. Um, Well, yeah, that's probably true. I was thinking you were to go somewhere else, and it was probably also mutually applicable. All right. Not that we can revisit that. Entertain me. Here's Chuck. I'm going to try, Chuck. I don't know if it'll entertain you a whole lot. So, uh, a couple Wednesdays ago, we were supposed to do a show, but we ended up not doing a show. I was doing the dishes after supper, <coughs> washing away, and I finished up, and I had everything in the dryer, and I had the sink pulled, and it drains. Then I'm hearing drip, 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 drip. And I'm like, where the fuck is the drip? Is it sound to hear? Uh, no, no, it's not. No? So I walked to the basement door. Oh, the not basement. supposed to make that sound? <laughs> well, it isn't where are you the place I'm hearing it. So I open the basement door, and I hear it dripping down there, and I'm like, uh-oh. So this is where I'm going to pause, and I have to go to backstory. Cut back four years. When the house was purchased, we knew there was a crack in the main sewer line going out of the house, but it was small, and it was patched. Mm-hmm. So, Patched, you say? Yeah, but not not just just you know. Uh, so I knew it had to be replaced, and it was like a, a, a crack in a five foot section that had to be replaced. So, <laughs> um, I'm downstairs 
okay, actually, I got to go to even. So now, and then two weeks before the drip, 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 I'm downstairs doing some laundry and I think I smell feces. Shit. Hmm. Crap. It smells like, like, well, I know my own smell, so it smells like mm-hmm. my own shit. <laughs> so I'm like, well, why does my basement smell like my own shit? So I went and I looked and sure enough, the crack had collapsed inside the pipe and I could fit in one spot. I could have put three fingers into the crack. And the rest of the way down the pipe, I had about a quarter of an inch to an eighth of an inch kind of opening and closing. With the finger. (laughs) Crane into spider. (laughs) And last but not least. All right, one more time. There there we go. Thank you. I'm going to turn my camera off real quick. (laughs) So... uh, um, I realized, okay, there's a crack in this pipe, and I really got to get it fixed. I go to, I call the hardware stores in the 45-minute away city because after I've been to the, all the ones in our own town, nobody has three and four-inch pipe because the plumbers have bought it all, and we can't get more. The crack house. Yeah. There's a pipe shortage. Yeah, there is a pipe shortage. That's so, not a Canadian thing, by the way, Jamie. That's like a oh, I know that's everywhere because I mean, hey, they got to do their job. If they don't supply, because it's done. a commodity, right. and there are exactly. no commodities anywhere. No. Just so I think to myself, off rig, this is not great. And then fast forward <sighs> to two weeks, I now got water in my basement. When I go down, I'm very lucky. It is not toilet water. It's, you know, like sink slash whatever water. It's not toilet water, which is great, but it's a good bit of it. Wait, so how did you recognize the smell from your sink water? Hmm. Well, because the smell was two weeks ago. Weird. That wasn't this. Two weeks ago was the smell when I realized the hole was there, and then I couldn't get the supplies to fix it myself. Oh, and then I thought, this is bad. So then, before I even get a chance to get a plumber in because I procrastinated, now I have a mess. So, I call the city because I take my snake and I stick it down this nice big hole, and I can't, on my 16-foot snake, can't touch anything. So I don't think it's in my piece of the pipe. So the city comes... Well, I didn't have any longer of a snake. And I know I got a great big long-ass pipe out the front of my house. Bruce, Bruce, this project is still going on. Like, I'm really close. I'm probably about a week away. Y'all don't understand what it's been like. Every time I've gotten to the next step, there's been like three more hidden steps that are like, oh, yeah, by the way, all this stuff you didn't know, it's applicable now. I think Jamie's starting to learn what it's like. With the snake Ooh. not being long enough and all, I may have begun. He'll keep trying. I, I, I had to hire a plumber to drill out my sewer pipe because I've been waiting to tell that story till I'm done with the project. By the way, which is why for like six months now I've been talking about it, but not really talking about it. So anyway, the city came. They blew out the end of the pipe. Everything drained out, and I had to get a plumber. And I thought I was going to have a thousand dollar bill, and it actually was only four hundred fifty bucks. That's my story. It wasn't really funny. It was slightly entertaining, but so I could <laughs> never be a plumber. They just cleared it out. Just so, so let me get, let me get this straight, Jamie. You put in three fingers, then then you got some three fingers in the crack. <laughs> you you found out you needed a longer snake, and then there was a blowout. And then, then you drained all the stuff. And, and that blowout when they went by made my house stink because now, of course, I had a. Oh, <laughs> I have an open pipe instead of a stink pipe that's going up through my ceiling. So all the bad air they blew through that thing came all up into my house. In my I, I, stinky could, basement. I could never be a plumber because I could never hold a straight face while using any of these 
expressions of the art. Uh, I can I can verify <laughs> that one time. A, a, a guy in our lodge during ritual said stinky winky and Harlan lost his shit for like three oh. days. Oh, there's another story. It was, it it was during the most solemn part of a ritual ever, and Harlan could not contain himself. It happened again, except it was last night, and it wasn't at the most solemn part. But you uh, did it again. So, so you know Derek, right? Uh, my my successor to the <laughs> yeah. district deputy job, and and uh, so he was there because he's part of this degree team. I'm always on. We've been making up for lost time, raising guys all over the place. So last night we were at the Masonic Villages. And we're in the, the middle of the Master Mason degree doing some uh, conspiracy type things. And the local drunk happened to be there. And uh, at your lodge meeting? Well, it's part of it's part of the shtick. Does your ritual not have a drunk? So yeah, we uh, the ritual's boxed up and just just go with it. Derek, Derek takes hold of this guy and picks him up off his feet. Our ritual is real life. Pulls him there you Pulls him up face to face. And his voice is real low and he says, You, you drunky skunk. <laughs> and I, 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 lost my shit too. I was jacking up lines for like the rest of that section. And you know, I'm, the part I do, I've got a lot of lines and they're just out of order. Like the whole thing was just falling apart after that. Because, you know, Derek's got that big booming voice and he's so, so serious looking. When he picked him up, he's, you, you drunky skunk. I just... That's what happens when people ad lib. Oh, yeah, we don't have a drunk. Oh, well, you gotta have a drunk. Not in an official capacity, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's an important part of uh, of our, our conference of the story is, uh, I mean, that, that guy's got He's got a. It's not one well, of yeah, the. We don't call it a Quakers. major part, but it's. It wouldn't be the same without him. Well, yeah, you guys got the Quakers there and all the uh, all the teetotalers. <laughs> yeah. Well, John's John's seen some portion of our Master Mason degree, so he remembers. <laughs> the drunk. I got there just in time to walk in to see like some giant calamity going on, not realizing it's <clears> part of the ritual, and Tony getting thrown out of the lodge room. Yeah. And I yeah. just basically plopped down in a seat next to Marshall. I'm like. Popcorn time. Let's see this. <laughs> I had no idea they were still like actually going through. Yeah, that was during a degree. Yep. But how would you know? Tony getting thrown out of lodge is, as far as John's concerned, a regular. I wasn't. I mean, to be fair, I was not at all surprised. I just was like, I got here just in time. Right. Now you know why uh, Ask Producer Marshall is our Tyler, because he's the only guy that could physically move Tony out of the lodge. Yes. So he has a ritual part to play in the Master Mason degree. Forever. And, and uh, for the listeners who obviously have not known Tony, he's a freaking he's a walking doorway. I'm six foot and I feel very, very tiny next to the man. Tony, you're huge. I mean, like I between you and Jeff, I don't know how the earth doesn't like rotate wrong on its axis toward you know, out here in the mountains of Pennsylvania, uh, when you got a climb up 45 degree slopes to get your supper and breakfast and everything else. It just, we're still bigger accurate. out here. That is accurate. We call them mountain men. Uh, Tolkien called them cave trolls. Tomato, <laughs> motto. All right. That was yeah. funnier in my head. 
So, uh, but yeah, I got I got broke again. Uh, apparently, the trigger for me oh, is very stoic, serious elder. My my elders who like you know are but they but they have to be saying the words of a three year old. Yes, but they have to be saying them in in a like completely spontaneous manner. Un yeah, yeah. Something about that, like, short circuits and divides by zero in my brain, and then I just <laughs> fall into a hysteria. So, but it wasn't just me last night. Like, the whole the whole degree team was just unable to hold it together after that. Um, and then we've got three guys we raised who, who all will, I guess, remember the Master Mason degree as being a bunch of guys who can't, hold themselves together and it didn't help that we had half the team we're supposed to have so everybody was pulling double duty it wasn't the same guy was it no so no no uh because uh that guy's been having some medical issues so we got a new guy who you got to see this guy because he's really taken that and made it his own and he's very it's very different but also very good um and it's made even better because he's a teetotaler, so I guess he's just stereotyping what a drunkard would would actually be like. <coughs> it's good stuff. Except, oh, and he fell like not as part of the act. He was acting like he was gonna <laughs> fall, and then he actually <laughs> fell. And actually <laughs> fell. That also didn't help everyone's demeanor in trying to. Yeah. Just the the whole thing was. And I got to go do it with the same bunch of guys down in the railroad town uh, next week. So who knows? So you guys are back in person fully now? Yeah. Yeah. We've been doing Master Mason degrees for a couple months and, and everyone's making up for lost time. And so around here, there's like a, a district degree team that does most of that. And so I've been getting the calls from from the guy that organizes it just just everywhere. I've done more yeah, Master yeah. Mason degrees in the past three months wow. than I've done in the past three years. I wish so, you were doing some. We're, our, my lodge is putting up a farm degree in October because the Grandmaster. A what degree? A, a farm degree. That's what I thought you said. We call those outdoor degrees. Yeah, so what? Um, couple lodges, Grandmaster organized it, so we're doing it. And. Um, Tomorrow I should get to go down to my uh, Spanish Rite Valley for the annual meeting to be aggravated for two hours. Yeah, we got a reunion coming Saturday. Uh, the first one uh, since all this started. Yeah, no, we're doing degree. We start degrees up in the fall. So, um, but uh, I, I officially got put as a, I'm now a purple people leader. I don't know how I feel about that. Congratulations! Nice. Yeah, our friend, my circus is my friend the fourth put me in his grand line. So is this, I can't, I can't wait to screw this one up. Is this like Grand York right, or is it like the real Grand Line though? York right, your York right body, muffled buster. It's Grand so, York right. Oh, by the way, the fourth will probably be Grand Master within ten years. I wouldn't doubt it for one second. Yep. So yeah, our uh, treasurer will be there. In, in about Tony's mask, I'm upside down. 
So, which is why we haven't seen him around anything to do with the show for a few years, because you know he's going yep. places. I got my nice fancy apron, and when I sat down, it was just straight up. <clears throat> straight up. Yeah it, yeah, it doesn't. It's a brand new apron because yeah. this is fancy apron. Oh yeah, so they oh, okay they lift up like plywood. Yep. Yeah. You got an apron hard on. Yeah. <laughs> like an entered apprentice again, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. The so. bird tail. I'll get one of those one of these days. I, I, I'm only like I'm just starting out, so it's nice to. I still haven't gone through. I'm just starting my chairs. I have somewhere to go. I'm feeling kind of happy about it. I like the guys I go to go to lodge with. I'm not bitter yet. <laughs> also, next year it looks really? like uh, yeah. if everything goes to plan, we will be taking over the town craft and food fair that we normally just really? have booths at. Don't do it. Don't do it, Tony. Tony, talk some sense into him. No, this is this isn't a carnival, but the, not yet. The, how big is it? Yeah, so it. Um, the ladies that run, have been running the past couple of years are down to five people. So, and it's that like doesn't mean work. anything. Don't do it. Well, <laughs> it's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. That's how we got started, and now we're hooked on the money. It's it's like the golden handcuffs, the the carnival heroin. We we can't stop now because we're dependent on it. Yeah, it's, it's uh. I mean, in, in theory, the, the, the knights or uh, the lions or somebody could – they could choose to give it to them instead, but I guess we'll find that out Let in the month. Let them heed the words of the wise who've been there. Uh, He's right, though. Uh, we, we got guys in my lodge who ran my current town's uh, 4th of July, which is, you know – like two years ago, had like Lita Ford there, and you know people like that, and so we uh, we got guys who know how to run these events, and we do too. It just happens to be the same couple guys that get sucked back into it every year. You have new yeah. guys, and like we got it, we got it, we'll handle this, and then about a month or so before the event, you're like, hey, how's that going? Um, about that. And then you end up doing it anyway. Well, hey, the plus side. No idea. You no, know, per per coming full circle to the beginning, is it once I'm a past master, I'm gonna have something to do for the next twenty years of my life. That's great. So we need another we need another annual fair episode of the show, so this is timely because our lodge dropped one of the two that we were doing big festivals and it used to be twice a year. This podcast was taken over with Carney talk. Now it was just going to be once, so Chuck's going to make up the difference for us. Yeah, what I said, this is Carney. Time. This is this like a craft fair and food and local food stuff. But that's a whole different set of problems and funnies, Chuck. It's a different different brand of people and all. Yeah, it's great. It, it starts hey. that way, and then you'll you'll. There'll be this drive to to grow it better than what you did last year, and before you know it, you'll be throwing big concerts out there and making deals. No, we we can't do that because of where we're located. It's uh, it's the town. It's on the town green, so 
Yeah, ours was on ours is on the town green too. Just tell me about how we pulled out the. Uh, we ended up park it. We had to have special volunteers to deal with car parking out on like the entire city. It, yeah, it's. I'm telling you, man. I wish you well. I don't see any way. <laughs> I wish you I don't will. see any way this could go wrong. What it's going to do, it's going to give all your guys camaraderie, something to work toward, and it's going to bring everybody so close together. <laughs> there will be no infighting or arguments at all. It's hey, going to be a little shirk on their responsibilities and f you over by accident. We sold 130 chicken meals on Sunday when it was up 95 degrees outside and it felt like 105. So keep in mind when you're doing these festivals, when you're doing a breakfast, you always have your little spats, you know, somebody thinks you ought to put more milk in the gravy or you didn't cook the bacon long enough or don't mess with my fish batter. You always have that. That's just normal. Now, when you open it up to the community, and this exhibitor doesn't like this exhibitor. That's your problem. And this exhibitor didn't get the spot they wanted or they didn't sell enough because of whatever reason. That's your fault. Because it rained that day, that's your fault. I mean, you're going to be surprised at everything that you can do wrong just yeah. by trying to help the community. That, that guy walking around there. pointing a, a gun. I have an ex-marshmallow. So I've already heard about how I do everything wrong. Yeah. So, well, now you're not only going to hear it from your brothers, you're going to hear it from the rest of the community. We're from the <laughs> police. Right. When, the, when the local motorcycle the gang police. rolls up in their colors, and then the <laughs> rival gang rolls up, the cops are going to be coming to you to to go deal with that, like they that was did a to true Tony. Story. <laughs> no, they, they stay on this side of the river. They don't go to that side of the river. Was that uh, when you were going to be mayor of your little town, Tony? They were they were calling you to to fix the problem. No, this is before. Were you the Mason, or were you going to be mayor? This was, was before. Way that. before then, yeah. That was, wow. No, it was just Tony's a big guy, and I think those two cops weren't, and they had uniforms on. And Tony walks over there with a couple of beers, and I'll be damned if all those guys didn't buy and drink a beer and ride off. <laughs> uh, we started this magic talking about your event. We started our little event when the local town recreational director gave us a call and said, "Hey." Would you mind cooking? Uh, because yeah. our normal people that cook aren't going to be there. So we brought all, we brought a grill. We got we went out and bought some hamburger patties. I mean, we're, this is all brand new to us. The next year, we're running the damn fair at the new place they bought, which is just twenty acres. And and for the last what twelve years, we've ran this thing now until last year. And the mayor came up to Harlan. And what did the mayor tell you when we didn't run it this year? <laughs> oh, yeah. he. Uh, so for years we've been facing this thing where the, the employees of the city were grumbling about the Masons and all the money we were making hand over fist and pocketing instead of donating back to the city charity. And uh, I, I don't know what they thought. But anyway, Keep apparently they got, a, they got an education this year. On exactly what it takes to do this, and it's not as simple as it looked from the outside. And I believe they've—they've probably—they've had a hugely successful Basically, event this they year. Lost more money than we did. Yeah, no, they're, 
there were so many people out there spending money hand over fist because you know you got people with savings they've been cooped up they've been ready to get out this should be a record profit year for that event and i think they lost more money than we've ever made yeah. I so wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I'm so again this the the organization that does this in town pretty much gives away half of what they make on the event. Um, the only thing is, I, the people in the town may not you know we're probably going to do the same thing because this is still like twice as much as we normally make on our two food booths that weekend. But we uh, well. Let's just say that we're not going to be buying things for the middle school or the high school. We'll give money to the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts and, you know, things like that. But if I you're think not buying bikes you know, for your local middle school, are you really a lodge? They, this organization pointed out that a couple of years ago they bought, like, refrigerators for, like, the town middle school. And we're like, the sports Refrigerators? Teams? How's a kid supposed to ride a refrigerator, Chuck? Yeah, how are they going to get very, out of the sun and enjoy themselves? Only once. You can't take a refrigerator to school and back. Real quick, as far as Masons go, here's an issue I think that becomes a problem. So you take a local Boy Scout troop under your wings or any other group. You nope. go out and you raise funds and you're you're successful and you write them a $500 check. If you do that for two years in a row, on the third year, it's no longer a fundraising event. You now owe that charitable group a bill. They're expe- they're no longer they expect that check every year, and that's that's one thing that does bother me. I mean, do y'all not realize how hard we had to work to get this to you, and you guys just assume we're going to write you a check every year. And what makes it worse is when you ask them to help out with the event. Oh, we're too busy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so we're gonna oh, write you a check. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. No, we we are aware of that one. Um, yeah. um, wow. I think it, that's why a lot of times it's better to take a different group every year and give them money because if somebody becomes to depend on you, then you have an annual bill that you feel like you have to pay. And then you can't spread that around the community either because now they expect it. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, I mean, you do it two years, it goes in the budget, Tony. We, we, yeah. We're we a nonprofit. We know how that works. Yep. We, we do the same thing with our budget. Yep. It's, uh... So I don't know how much we can talk about this, but the one event that we run, we were struggling with sponsors and stuff like that this year. And Harlan, if you need to cut that, you can. So, so we basically told the city, hey, we can't do this at the level we've done in the past because the sponsors are down, costs are up, you know, you just, the whole nine yards. In the past, uh, and so we were basically like, we're not going to do this. Um, suddenly, the city finds pay for stuff that we would have never been able to afford. Once we were always so worried that, you know, we weren't going to keep the event if we didn't do it. Well, once we tried to back out, we found out, oh, hell no, they want us doing this event. <laughs> and what it does for the community, for the political people, is it gives them an out. If the, if the event is great, all the politicians get to go, hey, we had a great event. If the event is down or bad, they can always blame it on the group that's running the event. So, so it gives them cover either way. So they don't generally want to run it themselves. So. Well, and they there's nothing, there's nothing more universal than people who don't run events who think they can do it better 
And when you finally tell them to go pound sand, have fun, do it yourself, yeah. I'm at. Then they go. It's like you know, the guy who's like, you know, Worf boy. I think it would be a great idea if we did this. And you look at them like, you know, I think that's a great idea. I can't wait to see your proposal in two weeks. The next meeting. What? Right. <laughs> I I did that in New York, right? Man, I tell you what, I stopped having random guys come up and give me ideas on what they thought I ought to be doing. <laughs> yeah, whoever raises their hand and volunteers an ideal, they now become the chairman of that idea. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I'm also going to point out, Harlan, that I believe I've not cursed at all tonight, maybe once. Yeah, I I wasn't going to comment on that, Chuck, because I, I didn't want you to make up for lost time. Uh, I, I, I have noticed. No, I'm in a good mood, so I'm not going to. Well, the heat's been good for you. you. Yeah, you better. You got heat stroke. This, uh, well, to be fair, um, to be fair, when I when I was yeah. drinking Pedialyte on Sunday night at my house, just took a came home, took a lukewarm shower. I'm on the phone call with the fourth for his meeting with the line, and I, he's like, he's like, you 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 okay? I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I. We did actually have one guy we had to send inside um, for about an hour and a half to put ice on his back, and I think Harlan just died. I'm still here. Oh, you you like slumped over on my screen. I was like, he passed out. And then he wasn't. Uh, no, we had a guy who pretty much had heat exhaustion, and I drank about two liters of Pedialyte and a bunch of Gatorade. Today was the first day I pissed more than once all day. All it is is like. Come on, I, I, I have no pee. Well, that summer festival is gonna. You better stock up on that Pedialyte. <laughs> yeah, you'll be. Yeah, ours is the need, weekend. Eh? Ours is the weekend after Labor Day. Yep. Yep. So that's still quite unpleasant around here. Yep. No, we're doing. So this one's our. It's the big Independence Day festival, and it's the first. Uh, it's the first fireworks show in this area that anybody's actually going to be able to go to because we have another big one in the local metropolitan area, but they made all the the fireworks locations a big secret because they didn't want people gathering in mass, so they just shot off from random places. So this will be oh, the we'll first see. one that everyone can just go to. And, that uh, kind of sucks, a, though. You get to see a couple of car show. We got a car, a car, a car and a motorcycle show coming up in July, mid July. So, well, we nobody were more uh, easy to work with and, and and low maintenance than car and motorcycle shows. That's this one's really? weird. This this organization like puts them on, and they just want you to advertise and get people to come, and they split the money with you. Hmm? I was like, we're like. Oh wow, this is not. Yeah, it's like yeah, you give us a location and we'll show up with cars and we'll split the money with you. We're like, wow, that's easy. And they're like, well, what about food? Like, well, we're gonna like sell food. Like, no, get some food trucks and just take it and just have them give you a cut. And I'm like, we're all like, so we have an event that all of you is show up to in our quad polos, and we make money, and we don't do anything. And the guy was like, giving away the secret. <laughs> and I'm like car. I was like, really? This is how car shows work? That's amazing. Where have you been in my all, all our lives? You're, it's a sales game. You you put the parties together and you make them make money and they give you some of that money. 
It's it's just sales. Kind of how it works, yeah. Because for whatever reason, people who are really good at making money are not so good at getting to the places where they make that money. I guess that's why the world needs salespeople. No, it doesn't. I mean, you make the most brilliant widgets or software or whatever in the world, and then no one buys it, and it doesn't matter. Because you can't market it or get it to the people. So, yeah. Tony comes in. As much as I hate sales, guys, I... Uh, <laughs> what it is oh propane and propane accessories over there the the sales guys. <laughs> right yeah but tony's doing it the hard way he's i mean don't you how believe many miles it. how many miles this year have you put on your truck tony i'm not sure i, I don't have a clue i think he needs a graphing i think the, I think the answer is a metric f ton. <laughs> i thought he was going to say which truck number one or number two Pretty wear one every year. Well, my last my, my truck a month ago disintegrated, so I had to get a new one. But it has no chips to run, so I just pull it, pull my new truck with my old truck. I hate this truck. I actually have to like jerk the lever on the transmission and roll my windows down with a crank. And so, actually, you should be able to elbow the door, and the window up. just fell. Four years old, so. Yeah, that'll do it. And you know we're in a we're in a weird spot when. You don't even consider getting a new truck. You just replace the engine because your used, beat-up truck with six hundred thousand miles on it's still worth forty grand in this twisted market. Let's hear it for lean manufacturing run amok. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. Well, no, it's it's so, but the the progenitors of, of lean manufacturing are doing somewhat okay, like Toyota well, no, just in time manufacturing. Yes, it's just it's technically just in time manufacturing. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah. But yeah. but everyone's doing it wrong. Well. But it's okay as long as you don't have the first thing snowball and it all like when the guy who can't make your ball bearings and your screws can't get you anything, it, it kind of you know snowballs and then that snowball gets really big, like in Buzzick Bunny, where it's suddenly bigger than the continent. Harlan, your example does not hold water. Toyota, who was one of the first people that really widespread just-in-time lean manufacturing and all that. Well, after the Tsunami, tsunami or whatever in Japan, what? they had problems. And so they built up a huge reserve of parts. So yeah. right now, Toyota's still doing good, but it's not because of just-in-time manufacturing. It's because they went away from just-in-time well, manufacturing. No. But they're the ones that started it. No, they, what they did parts. was was they found some pain points and then decided, we can't let this happen again. Let's find out where these, these vulnerability points are and make sure we can deal with interruptions in the supply chain. They actually listen to their black belts and their production engineers, unlike any American country on earth. Well, yeah. As uh, someone who as mm. someone who uses the black belt certification and works in manufacturing, I assure you, no one ever listens to engineering. It's always our no. fault. It's always engineering's fault. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 how it goes anywhere. I mean, that's uh, the companies I work with. If anybody had listened to their engineering departments, they wouldn't be in the middle of this ransomware lockdown, trying to figure <laughs> out how to escape liability. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Th those things are crazy. The pipeline, the beef thing, and the oh my god. 
Oh wait, we're not giving any more money for the damn computers. They work just fine. You can't fix stupid until they don't. I'm and waiting after, for it to happen here. We just we're just lucky. No no companies happened in Canada yet. Knock on wood, jinx the whole yeah. thing. Hey, you well, could be like the EA from my life. You got to get on the internet first. Who he does IT security, and his room with all his stuff. Well, they they put the blower into the room, but they do not have a blower blowing Over. out of the room. So you have no tra air travel. So he's getting the hot air from outside, but there's nothing to circulate it. So See, the air conditioner doesn't do anything. Chamber. Yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah. It's like a pressure. It's like a COVID thing. <laughs> no, this was a management dumb thing. Oh, gotta save from the COVID with uh, negative pressure rooms. <laughs> Making sure you're always pushing out, pushing yeah. out. I'm in the logistics, wholesale distribution business for uh, energy equipment. Everything we have right now, you can't get, and doesn't matter if it's copper, steel, whatever. And it's been a whole cavalcade. It's a commodity. You ain't got it. Well. You know, in addition to COVID, when they shut the factories down because they thought that the decline and the consumption was going to happen, then they put out the stimulus so that people were at home, demand went up while supply was going down. And then you take the flood in Houston and all that that shut down one of the refineries that's, that creates the resin for all these plastics. I mean, you name it. I don't think you could have draw, drew a graph to tell you all these things were going to happen. And so right now, we're having the best year we ever had, and we have nothing to sell. I mean, it's, as soon as we get something in, it goes straight out the door. It's, it's well, that is, that is just-in-time distribution there, Tony. Yeah, it's about one month late distributions where we're at right now. <laughs> we're filling <laughs> orders now for people but that ordered two months ago. You don't have so to have storage to over. Here. You could close all your warehouses. Really, you just need a shipping port, like a like a little like a semi dock with. And every unless it has I to have, go through the Suez Canal. Yeah, every sales rep I have right now thinks they're the smartest guy in the world. Look at look at my sales; they're through the roof. And I hate to bust your bubble, buddy, <laughs> but you didn't do shit. It's it's the environment you work you're operating in. Well, that's okay. I mean, Harlan's still still investing all his money in Bitcoin, or no, not Bitcoin. No, wait, no, wait. Games no, no, I told you. So I told you guys on Slack. I gave you the heads up. I said, "Hey, I'm closing out of GameStop. You need to buy because the moment I'm out, the shit is going to the moon." I told you. None of you bought it. It's up over a hundred dollars from when I told you that. That's not how that works. That's exactly how that works. It had been, again, it had been doing Arna, this thing. Telling us is like us touching. It had been doing this thing for months. It only works if you for don't months. Do it. And I said the moment that I sell will be when it finally takes off again. Literally the day after, I, I got I got the timestamp in Slack, and and you can look at the stock chart and see it. Boom! There it went. I made some I money. I'm okay. I'm happy, but. I, I missed the latest run because it was waiting on me to get out. I think it's got really funny how your old one of your old co-hosts made so much on Do Dogecoin. That was uh, I laughed. But that wasn't intentional. No, that's right. That's why it's so funny because was it was definitely totally an accident. Yeah, that, that's why it's so great because it was forgotten. You can only make money. Remember where you you left your codes for these things to sell them. 
Yeah. Oh, Jason until never Elon, loses that kind of stuff. Until Elon Musk goes online and twit, twit, you know, Twitter's about how we need to shut down crypto. Yeah. But he's well, almost trying to sell people on crypto. No, so that's been a it's thing. It's Lamar manipulation. It's in the market wave. So I would still like to uh, purchase a graphics card. So I've been watching the cryptocurrencies pretty closely, and it's been a bigger roller coaster than usual. Oh, did you guys see the the micro center in Texas when uh, they word got out that they had the thirty eighty TIs on release day, and someone got like good footage of this stampede of people, Friday. people just pushing each other over like just this mob of of. There were fights breaking out, like over for an overpriced piece of silicon. Did you see the uh, the one where they had the Pokemon cards going in Walmart, and these dude, these oh god, like thirty year old frat bros were literally beating each other up to get the newest Pokemon cards so they can take them and put them on eBay. Yeah, I mean that's that's people's livelihood at this point. Well, except for that one guy. You know, Joe. Joe really wanted that that new shiny Charizard, but everyone else, there was money to be made. And you're getting in their way. And that's and that's yeah. what so much of that's happening now, eh? Hey, well, that, these things. That's Everyone what the graphics card thing is. The only time somebody's gonna start punching random dudes at Micro Center over a graphics card is because money. He's gonna be making money. money. Yeah, and you're taking money from him. Nobody's gonna punch somebody because they gotta wait a few more weeks to turn up their settings in whatever game it is they're playing. World of Warcraft. What? No, I mean, no one is buying a brand new graphics yeah. card to play World of Warcraft. That's, that's where I was going. It's not that. It's not that. Yeah. No. Got a new graphics card. I can't wait to bust out Action Quake. <laughs> Doom. <laughs> gonna bust out Doom. Original. So I'm, I'm I, playing the original Fallout on my on this laptop when it's you know not melting it down. Well, I mean that's Fallout's been used as a as a metric for for hardware long for time. a while. Yeah, I, I was for a long time too, right? What uh what is it? Half Life. Yeah. Well, so is Crisis, which Bruce likes to make fun of me for. So uh, that's still people, a thing. People still use that as a benchmark for hardware performance. They do. Very popular. The engine's pretty decent. The Far Cry games are really good. Oh, this has nothing to do with how good the game is. It's just how much does it melt down your hardware. (laughs) So you need something that's uh, really taxing so you can make cool charts to sell your affiliate links to different parts on Newegg that nobody can buy because it's out of stock. Uh, but I keep looking. I keep hoping one day I'm gonna gonna get my hands on on a graphics processor. It's amazing how much our dreams have changed in a year. Yeah. <laughs> well, I started this process like back in in April. I decided, all right, you know, it's time for me to build a PC again. I have office space. I've got room for it. I've got a little bit of budget. I'm gonna do this, and then I'm still still there. Can't buy any of the pieces that I need. So the I could have got a card last summer, but I knew that the new ones were coming in the fall, so I decided to wait, and that was a mistake. I could have bought a last gen card, and well, hell, by now it would be worth three times what I paid for it. Right. I'm a bad investor. 
So anyway, the lesson uh, to be learned here is when Harlan tells you he's making a financial instrument move, you guys need to get in on the opposite side. <laughs> Whatever he's doing, do the other. Yeah, you will be rich. Filthy rich. I knew Kevin that just doesn't like you. I knew the GameStop thing was was either going to tank or moon, but I didn't think it was going to be the next day. I just got out because I thought I'd found a local peak and I was tired of watching it. And then just literally the next morning. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Taking a step back, um, do you think that's because you're a lawyer that you normally get just wrecked on other stuff? Is that just karma saying, you know? No, no, because so investing has, it's been like this for me since, since I was old enough to buy or sell anything long before I ever thought about being an attorney. It's just my magic powers over the market. We're not going to go into how many times I've gotten screwed. Yeah. Yeah. Which is definitely due to karma because I'm a terrible person. doesn't happen all the time. I did. I did make a well. Now it's kind of a laughable amount of money. But back then, when I was perpetually broke, it was a massive amount of money off of Brexit. So um, I just happened to be short on the pound when that happened. Uh-huh. It was a very good time. That's the only success story I can think of. Why well, I, I made money on GameStop. It just took me a while. So yeah, you didn't make it on the first go round. No, I did some uh, what we call dollar cost averaging after I lost my ass in the initial run, and then uh, it worked out well. Though I, I won't complain too much. I'm I'm happy with it. But then again, I was also happy with those twelve hundred dollars in bitcoins back when I sold them for thirty bucks. So I, I I hope I'm not kicking myself years down the road about GameStop like I do about Bitcoin. GameStop's trading at $50,000. If you go back to some of the early episodes of the After Lodge podcast, you will catch us all giving Harlan and Jason all kinds of hell and making fun of them for having this Bitcoin. At the time, they were worth, 30 of them were worth about not even a quarter. I mean, it was a half a cent or whatever. Yeah. And then uh, they finally sold them. You know, I remember Harlan was bragging, I made $300 or whatever. Woohoo! And all that. And so, you know, hey, we had to eat a little crow. Fast forward about another year or two, and those are now worth $300,000. Had he not sold at $300. But that's that's always good. You did did that that. too? Uh, Yeah, I made like 200 bucks. I was like, hot damn. I'll take my 200 to go. Like six months later, it was like, I could have had two million. Right. Yeah. That's a. Uh, that's how. But that's how all these things work. So that I mean, the magic of investing, or, is well, the, the black magic is trying to pick the tops and bottoms of stuff because you'll never be able to do it. And so, anytime you sell, you're either going to have seller's remorse, you know, down the road, or or you just got lucky and got out close to the top. There, there's no. I keep telling myself anyway, and this is my self self help therapy. Is I made money, and that's all that matters. If I get focused on how much more I could have made, it's a it's a fool's errand. All that matters is that you made money, and then I I, I hold myself and rock back and forth and try to sleep. Well, you, 
If you look at it like that, you're taking a glass half empty kind of situation and turning it into a glass half full situation. Yeah. I made money. I could I, not not that you lost what you didn't make. You you, you made what you made. Yeah. Well, keep in mind, Harlan. Everybody's heard of Steve Jobs, right? Everybody's heard of what is it? Wanecki is the other guy. Wozniak. Yeah. Yeah. You've never heard of the third guy who when Apple was first getting started and they didn't have enough money to pay to get their office painted, they gave this office painter 10% of the company. He sold that stock for about $300 about a year or two later. Let's see. How much is Apple worth today? Oh. Imagine 10% of that. Of your money. I mean, it's billions. <laughs> so he sold, So that's the worst one I've ever heard, I believe. That's bad. Yeah. The only thing would be worse is having to listen to your wife for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, you like do. me with the Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> now that she knows how to look up what the price is, I, I catch it about every other day. Oh, really? Yeah. I feel for you, brother. Yeah. Hey, Harlan, only change. But back when this happened, I was trying to tell her how cool it was that I made 1200 bucks off of fake internet money that nobody had ever heard of. And she just rolled her eyes like, whatever. Leave me alone. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing Boys something. Boys in their silliness. Yeah. Hey, Harlan, but, if you don't want to hear those now, conversations, all it's going to take is 55% of your income. <laughs> yeah. Well, but the problem is I don't have enough income for that to work. Like Uncle Sam already takes sixty five percent, and if I get I'm at fifty five percent of your take home pay. Oh, yeah, that wouldn't be much different from today, actually. When I think about everything else I pay for, I might actually be financially better off, Chuck. No, because you got to pay I'm, for all the other stuff too. I'm definitely not here because of the finances. I love my wife. All right, Harlan. Call it Stockholm Syndrome, if you will. But uh, Happy wife, happy life. Uh, Say goodnight, Harlan. We grew up together. Yeah. All right. I know, the uh, senior doink and the, the sixth grader. Yeah. I mean, that's not really that far up. But everybody made fun of me back then. But now that we're in our 30s and my wife still looks like she's about 18, I'm getting the last laugh. So, ha. All right. Yeah. Lucky you. Well, brothers, uh, this will be the end of episode 276 of the After Lodge podcast. Tony, you know where Shop to find us. Balls. Be a stranger and come back and, you know, the, the audience <laughs> misses you. I've got no less than two, two messages in the past year asking where Tony is. So that's half our audience, man. It's half. Uh, yeah. You can find the show notes for this or any previously published episode at www.afterlodge.com. I put the www in for Tony. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at After Lodge. Shoot us an email at afterlodge at gmail.com. Hang out with me on IRC at irc.snoonet.org, pound sign Freemasonry. You can find Chuck in his no pants world on Reddit where none of us dare to tread anymore. Uh, Listen to the last show for fun stories on that. So, uh, and I think John's there too. And uh, vaguely. Otherwise, yeah, we still got comments on the website that aren't really popular yet, but I'm going to keep driving them. And uh, we'll see you, brothers, next week. Bye bye. Doodles. Penis. <laughs>